Hi, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Forrest Day, where we talk about everything entertainment, books, movies, comic books, everything. We have um, an actor and a podcaster, Scott Geider, on today. Welcome to the show, Scott. Thank you, Forrest. Thanks for having me. So, um, you have a um, an alter, would it be an alter ego? Gruesome, gruesome, yeah. <laughs> gruesome, that's a tongue twister, gruesome. Herzog, tell us uh, right. tell us about gruesome. Well, um, I guess back in uh, 2010, I watched a film called Dead Snow. It's a Norwegian comedy zombie film, and the lead singer, the lead singer, the lead uh, zombie's last name was uh, Herzog. Oh. So I added a X, I added a T, and an extra G. And then the first name, I'm thinking, okay, horror movie, so let's use Gruesome. So that's how I came up with that, and it just stuck for almost two and a half years. Wow. (laughs) Sorry about that. Well, I always wondered about that. I always, uh, you know, know, I see the name, I'm like, hmm, there's got to be a story behind that. And this is the first time I've actually spoken with you. We've uh, we've been on Facebook many a times, but never spoken. So um, that's interesting. Tell us about your podcast, Scott. Well, uh, that's another funny story. Um, back in March of uh, 2010, you know, I uh, started doing some reviews, the same thing, the one shot, but I quit it. I wasn't comfortable with it. You know, I wasn't happy with the uh, quality because I knew nothing about Skype. I knew nothing about, you know, people talk about podcasts, okay, and I'm hearing, oh, you got to buy this equipment. I said, forget it. So, out of Sky Blue, in August of 2010, I watched this film called Dismal. And uh, I don't know what it was, so I retried it again. And, of course, of all people make the same mistake, if they use Podomatic or all these podcast sites, you know, after a while when you do interviews, it starts getting very expensive. So I had to figure out a way that's that's, a reasonable pay to, you know, to uh, do it. So I decided to do these one-shot reviews, you know. A lot of these podcasts have like an hour-long shows, two-hour-long shows. I figured, you know, I'm going to be different. I'm just going to record audios and do one-shots, you know, one quick review. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, Forrest, it picked up so quickly because people were able to, you know, they can sit in their car, drive down the road, and just listen to it and move on. And then, you know, that's how the review thing got started and just, you know, it blew up, and it opened doors up for a lot of things for me, which you can ask me a little later on about it, of why I'm at today, you know, where I'm at today. Right. And, and so you've been podcasting for two years now? And, Almost two and a half. And this came from a love of just reviewing films. Yeah. 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 How many films have you reviewed in your lifetime, do you think? Oh... I last looked, I think it's at 815 films. Man. Uh, your website. That's not, counting, <laughs> that's not counting ones that, uh, well, I better bring this up, too. Every film that I review, it's either a film that's borderline that I like yeah. or not like. Every, any films I do not like, I do not review. Okay. That's just how I've always done it. Yeah. I got you. What's the website for people who are listening? www.gruesomeherzogpodcast.us. 
That's a nice long one. We'll put a link to that on the uh, on the the page when we post this interview. Um, yeah. The, I, now I was on the website and it's got a lot of stuff that you can check out. What what are some of the other links? Um, on I mean, okay. Uh, well, on your I website. I have a bunch of websites. Are you talking about the review site or my interview site or? Uh, I was just on the podcast site. Uh, I was on the podcast site. Yeah, there's links. Um, oh wow! Uh, there's a lot of stuff there. I well, I saw a lot of movie review links. But so you you have several pages. What are what are the other ones? Oh, you mean, uh, okay. There's also um, a scottguider.net. That is, um, that's weird too. When I first saw interviews, it was gruesome Herzog interviews, you know, because I, I brought it on from the review site. And then I started using my real name too. So it's Scott Guider Interviews, and that's where, you know, obviously where all the interviews are. But um, I also have um, another site that's uh, <laughs> scottguider.us, that's my personal website. In there, you'll be able to see um, some of my voiceover work projects I've done, you'll find uh, trailers that filmmakers put out, has my quote on them. There's also a link in there for, you know, like the posters, and it has my quotes on them. So I try to, I try to give um, people an idea of what I've done, you know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. like a, you know, project page. What kind of voiceovers do you do? Um, well, uh, let me explain how that happened, too. You know, I get these questions uh, in, in emails and stuff, and, and the most common question that's asked to me is, yes, Scott, I'd like to know how do you get involved in voiceover work? Now, I can't answer that because I never seeked out voiceover work. The voiceover work came about from my podcast, you know, because people hear the voice. So my very first voiceover work that I've done, I was like a narrator to it's for Creepy Features. Um, it's a company by Facades FX in Houston, Texas, where they asked me if I'd be willing to narrate a DVD to show how to become a zombie. It's a step-by-step, -step, you know, on how or what products, what products to use, and you know, and that was a pretty cool experience because I did all of it from my house. And all I did was record it, you know, a script, of course, record it, and then email it to the person, to uh, Melissa Nichols and Phil Nichols as their company to uh, make the DVD. I've also done voiceover work, narration work for a, um, a martial arts company in Houston, Texas as well, um, Cha Yan Ru, where I had a script and I would, um, you know, like narrate uh, some YouTube stuff for what, you know, of uh, the company and the background of, you know, the Cha Yan Ru and stuff like that there. And, and it's just pretty cool because I, you know, you think being a horror reviewer and interviewer, it's weird that I'm able to do all different varieties. Now, last Christmas was a fun one, too, where I was a narrator for um, um, Texas Vents. Um, it's for uh, ventriloquism. Um, yeah. It was pretty cool. Same people, uh, Melissa L. Nichols and Phil Nichols are also ventriloquists, and they asked me to do some narration, you know, like the game show host voice, you know. And yeah, yeah. so I basically had a variety of all types of voiceover work. 
But then when you do voiceover work for movies, now you are talking a different persona here because, as you know, Forrest, you're an actor yourself. That's how I came across to you from Family Secrets. Yep. Um, but, you know, it's one thing to, to memorize your lines, but it's also you have to perform them lines. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of these people out here today that don't do acting, they, they see you or I or Tom Cruise or Bill Obers Jr. on screen, they think, that's easy. It's not. Obviously, it's not. But No, if they, know, they make it look it's, easy. There's no doubt they make yeah. it look easy. Oh, yeah, definitely. They're doing it right. Y- yes, it's uh, so voice acting is just like acting on screen, except now you, you have to make that character believable through your voice. And Exactly. I find when I do uh, voice acting, you actually act it out. Like if you're going to be a cowboy, you kind of pretend you're maybe going to hold your gun or something, and you know you you walk the walk and everything. It's pretty exciting, pretty fun. So I know what you're talking well, about. Yeah, because I I remember um, I posted on Facebook a couple of days ago where um, I had to do some voiceover work for a film, Dakota. Mm-hmm. Um, while I'm talking about it, I'll bring it up now. The weird part about me getting in the acting business, you know, you are probably the same way as I. You, you started maybe a year and a half, two years before I did. But when you watch movies growing up as a kid, and when you go in your teens and middle age and your age now, well, of course, in the whatever, you think that you have to be in Hollywood to be in movies. You know, you, a, lot, the, a lot of persona of most people is the rich. Yes. That's, you know, obviously that's not the case, you know, with independent films. Right. But with Dakota, what's so cool about Dakota is there's an actor, a good friend of mine, Andrew Ralph. He lives in Long Island, New York. And uh, we've been talking back and forth, and here it turns out that actually that was my very first on-camera experience. I actually interviewed Andrew Ralph. The video is available to be seen on YouTube and my personal website where I actually had to be you know, it's one thing to do interviews over a podcast, over a phone, but I, I just, you know, when you go into that mindset, I basically acted like the podcast was right there on camera, and I pulled it off pretty nicely, you know, for my, you know, I have a camera pointing at you, but then he mentioned to me about Martin Benson, that's a director of Dakota, is looking for someone to play a bartender. I said, oh, well, you know, how's it? he goes, audition for it. I said, why? I said, I never act since high school. You know, I ain't going to get the part. You know, that's the most common the common attitude with people mm. that yes, you know, you haven't done it before. So in February, um, iPhones are nice because I actually auditioned over Skype to my iPhone. And he gave me the script, of course, a couple weeks before. And I memorized them. And then that's what I said before. You have to be able to perform them lines. It's one thing to memorize them, but you have to perform them. So I did it in February of last year, uh, actually this year, and I didn't hear anything for a while. I just said, oh, well, I didn't get it, but I get an email, and that's probably one of the most exciting days of my life. Martin sends me an email and says, Scott, I like your performance. I want you for the role as a bartender for Dakota. Now, mind you, Forrest, I'm going to Long Island, New York, my very first film I ever acted. I don't care if it's a small role or a big role. It's a big thing. In New York, you know, in New York. So 
we went on set. I went on set, and went on set, and, and uh, six hours, six and a half hours later, it was my turn, and and that's where the cool experience is. Scott, I said to myself, "Can you be able? Can can you pull this off? Knowing there's a camera in your face," and I did. Obviously, it's not going to be available yet. That was the first stages of the of the movie where we had to. Um, uh, it's like a dream sequence of a bar of a bar catching fire. I'm not going to say too much more now. I don't want to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. But um, the film is going to be, they're going to start shooting the film in January. And cross our fingers, there's a strong possibility that it could be in the movie theaters in 2014. Wow, that would be cool. So that's a pretty, yeah, I know it's a pretty cool experience. Now, I've seen, I've seen my scene in the movie. Um, you know, I, you're, I'm sure you're the same way when you see yourself. You want to criticize yourself, but then when Absolutely. your members watch you, they see it differently than what you do. You know, it's it's a, you know, it's a pretty cool experience. And then, uh, ironically enough, I would say probably like two weeks before I went to New York to do Dakota, I get an email on Facebook. Facebook's a great tool, by the way. Oh, it's it amazing. Is. If people know how to use it the proper way, you can really get some cool stuff. I get an email from a company called Red Glass Films. They're in State College. David Wakefield's his name. He's the producer. And he sends me an email on Facebook. He says, Scott, this is David Wakefield of uh, Red Glass Films. I've seen your website. I love your voiceover. I love your voiceover work. I want you for this part. For us, it wasn't, can you audition? It's, I want you for this part. And I was so tickled pink. You know, wow, you know, really? And uh, I thought it was just voiceover work. <laughs> Boy, was I wrong. I get the script. It's a six-page script. Wow. And what happened was is I filmed Dakota on June 4th. Two weeks later, I drove two hours to Lewistown, Pennsylvania at a lawyer's office. So we had like a six-and-a-half-hour shoot. I play a character of Dr. Vandenberg, and my patient was David, played by uh, Mercer Bristow. So it's like now I'm going from New York City, one camera, one shot, and done, to a um, to where I have to memorize my lines and say it like four different angles. Right now, you know, it, that's a experience of a lifetime because I recommend this for any young actor. If you really want to get an experience, that's the way to go. Where you have to be able to perform the lines in four or five different angles. I want to say something for us. I I tell a lot of people this. The movie's called Shatter, like I mentioned before, Red Glass Films. David Wakefield, the director, was Chris Schwartz. That was probably one of the most awesome experiences that I've ever had being young, and not young, but being young at the acting business and raw, and to be able to experience that. And, you know, you think about this. I drove two hours, and I never met these people before in my life. Never. Yeah, you're rolling the dice. Exactly. And I want to tell you something. I say it all the time. That experience was the greatest experience. I'm not saying New York wasn't great. It was. But this was a little bigger role. It was one-on-one. It was seven-hour shoot. And I left to go home, and I'm thinking, Scott, now I don't want to sound self, self-centered or whatever for us, but you know what I'm talking about. When you perform your line, when you work so hard to memorize your lines, to perform your lines, and when you hear, that's it, done and you go home 
That two-hour drive home, all I thought about was, Scott, you did it. I was so happy and proud of myself that I did something that I never thought in a million years that I would ever do. And ever since then, I got the acting bug. You know what I mean? I really oh, yeah. love the art of it. It's just great. You know what I mean? Well, that you just said the key word, the art of it. Acting is an art, and when, when you take someone's script and you and you take it off the page, when you can create a character, a good actor or a good actress, and, and I've worked with, uh, there's one in particular, she can say okay, the words, the letters, okay. She can deliver it, and you just melt. I mean, she's that good. It's amazing how you can take one word and turn it into something by your facial expressions and, and your acting. And it is an art because you can give somebody um, a bunch of paints and they're going to come up with different things. So the script being the paint, you know, different people are going to create different things with, uh, with a character, with the paints. You get the idea. Yep. So it is an art. Now, I don't know, now, I don't know about you, but have you ever um, did a scene in a movie and they wanted to make sure that you're at, when you start filming again, that you're at the same spot as before? I don't know if it happened to you. Continuity. But when they, when I looked at that footage of the scene that was just shot, I was so excited to see myself and that, you know, to be able to perform that and to see it. It's, I'm just so excited to see this film. The last word that I heard, it should be finished at the end of January, and there should be a premiere sometime in March or April. I'm assuming in the State College, Pennsylvania area, but I'm really stoked, stoked to see that film. I really am. And I'm just excited about that that role in that movie. I just thought it was pretty cool. Well, it's, it's interesting because... Like you say that you know they shot you at four different angles, probably a wide, a medium, maybe a couple different yep. tights. And when you watch your scene, it's just going to be one continuous scene. And if the viewer believes that you that was done in one shot, with <laughs> no. I mean you've you've pulled it off. That that's the I mean that's what it is. That's uh, you know, um, yep. you know, and and hopefully the editor whoever edits it. You know, you gotta, you, you, you know, a lot of it is in editing because it, it's still hard to, uh, you know, you gotta deliver the line the same each way. So I know the, I know the feeling, Scott. It's, it's exciting when you've created something. You know, someone gives you a right. piece of paper, the script, and then you, you know, next thing you know, you've created this character. It, it is. It's cool. It's nice to talk Amen. to someone who's new to it, just like I am. Yeah. And then not to mention, I have also had to do voiceover work for Shatter as well, um, as far as me being a psychiatrist and my patient and involves the police. All right. Now, I did that at home, okay? Yeah. We're talking two and a half hours of voiceover work. Wow. And I'm going to tell you something. What an experience. Because, you know, you can sit here and read a lines and say, you know, I'm Dr. Vandenberg. Yes. Hi, David. You know, and that's that is one of the lines, by the way. But um, it's it's one thing. It's I love a director. I love a director who is who wants it his way, and they they go out of their way to say, Scott, this is how I want it to be said. 
try it. You know, and and it, again, that is far different going with her work for a movie than it is for you know like a narration for this and that. That there proved to myself, Scott, you can do that also. If you can do that, it, you have to be a go-getter. You really, you know, Forrest, you really have to not be afraid to go for it. Don't be afraid. For any young actors out there or people who are even thinking about trying to do acting, you know, don't be afraid. Don't be you afraid and, trying. and be prepared for it's not all... Um, glory. It's a lot of hard work and a lot of yes, sitting around um, waiting. And then when you do, when you're ready to perform, you got to be ready, and uh, you got to be easy to work with. You know, I've worked with a few that uh, actors that are tough to work with, and yep. you know, you, that's yep. the best way to get yourself. You may finish that job, but uh, you know, you got to look at each movie as a job. You may not get any more when you're difficult to work with. You know, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Now, I do like to mention one more, if it's possible. Of movie. course. There's a movie film that is called Laughter. It's a clown horror film uh, directed by Adam Dunning. Now, Adam Dunning is very young in the business. It's his second film. His first film was The Infected. Now, Forrest, again, you understand this. In his first film, you know how he had to act in it, direct it, write it, edit, shoot. So there's mistakes, okay? There's nothing you can do about it. Just roll up the punches. If you can finish a film, if you can start a film and finish a film, that is a complete present right there. A lot of filmmakers who started a film and never finished it. You better believe it. It takes balls. It takes nerves of steel. It takes a concrete personality to say, look, I'm going to finish this. And he did. So he contacted me one day, just like Gino did, asked me to review his film. I watched it. I see the mistakes, but I enjoyed it. The idea, when you watch a no-budget film and you see mistakes, but you get the idea that it's not easy. I enjoyed it. It was a zombie film, and I enjoyed it. So we did an interview. We talked, and a couple people were bashing his first film. And him being a young filmmaker... You know what happens. Sometimes he gets a little ain't sure about himself. Yeah. And my words to him was, you know, Adam, this is what you, this is what you tell your critics. You make a film. You finish it. You know, basically, you're going to bash my film. You go make one. You made it. You finished it. And you only get better. And that's, one day he sent me an email and he said, Scott, I want to thank you for all your advice. We're going to make you a producer for laughter. I said, Adam, you don't have to. My job is to interview people. And when I learn from other filmmakers, I like to, you know what I mean? You, it's amazing for us. When you start interviewing more people, you learn so much more about the business. It's just, it's a great experience. People think interviewing somebody is like, it, it is fun. But you learn a lot, and you'd be surprised how it helps you along down the road. Mm. So yeah. that's how Laughter came about. So he thought about this. This is pretty cool. I made a complete circle in the in the podcast industry. He wanted me to play myself, Bruce and Herzog, the voice of horror, as a DJ in the movie. 
So I got the script, obviously. I recorded it at home here. And then um, my wife and I went to the premiere on October 28th up in Scranton. We you know, went up there and spent the night and came home the next day. And the theater had 500-plus people showed up to watch this movie. And one of the greatest experiences that I ever had is I'm sitting in the movie theater. When my scene comes up with uh, a lady by the name of Debbie, that's her movie name, Debbie, she was driving the car, and I was on the radio. She won tickets. I won't say no more because I don't want to ruin the movie, but the people in the, in the theater just busted out laughing. <laughs> well, I, actually, I can tell you because there's a clip on, on Facebook. And what happens is she wins. I'm a DJ. She calls in, and she wins tickets for a, uh, a concert. In the meantime, while I'm talking to her, um, she sees this clown kidnapping this girl. And what happens is she actually gets killed while I'm on the radio making a big joke out of it. I don't know that, but it's just how he made the film. People just started busting out laughing. I'm thinking, dude, that is so cool. <laughs> I actually pulled that off because I was supposed to be on set. I never made it because of a work schedule, but to be able to see people laugh at my performance means that I did it right. And that was, a, my wife was like stunned how the place just got loud and people were laughing and enjoying that scene. So that was pretty cool as well. Yeah, that is, that's, that's a really neat story. And having your wife involved um, is interesting. My wife is now involved in, in the movies that uh, I work on with Gino McGehee. And she's got the acting bug. So it's interesting to hear you saying uh, you're working with your wife. She was in the film? With She's in the film. No, right? no, no. She, was, she, was, she wasn't in the film. She went with me to the premiere. Oh, oh I misunderstood. No, no. I thought she was in I'm the sorry, film. I'm sorry, yeah. Okay. No, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, I apologize. But, but she really thought, with, you know, my wife is, I should say old school, I mm -hmm. guess. She really doesn't get too involved in, in, in stuff and... I now see that she knows that this business makes me happy, and I and I really thrive for it. So now she's really a hundred percent backing me. I know a lot of actors that you really we don't make big money, okay? It's not something that you can really take on a full time. You really have to carry a job as well. And um, she knows that this is something that I really want to do, and she just supports me one hundred percent. You know, if I have to go to New York for a weekend and, 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 she, and she stays home, you know, she supports me. And, and I'm really thankful for a loving wife that you know, this just came about pretty quickly. It wasn't like I had this plan to do a movie role or something, but she's really, really supportive. And that's what you need. You need support. You need somebody to, a husband, husband if you're an actress, or a wife if you're an actor, to really supports you and it, it excites me that she sees that i have you know she she believes in me i guess that's a key word she believes in me thinking that you know go for it scott you know it's your it's your time you're 44 you you've worked your butt off do something that you that you want to do if it means traveling you know if i, if I don't go with you go and that means a lot it really does well, that's gold i mean it's gold to have uh to have support from your spouse because it this filmmaking um, is a tough business, and even if you're not getting paid and you're on set for 12 hours and 16 hours, a lot of people don't understand why would you do that? Because uh, sometimes people base things on um, 
pay on how much did you get paid that's that's the value of it well there's there there is it's not the value of it that's a great benefit but if you're having fun and like you say you drove a two-hour drive how many people are giddy on a two-hour drive that's how you feel it's a it's like a high when you when you yeah. pulled off your roll and you, you're proud you've created something that's a, a legacy because a hundred years from now people can watch this movie that you made. So I, I totally understand how you feel, Scott. That, that, yeah, that's funny you said that because that's so obvious. That's so odd. You know, a lot of people who have grandchildren, okay, how many grandchildren can say, my pop-pop was in a movie and now right. that movie will be there forever? It's a legacy, yep. I guess you could say. And you're right. I mean, it's there's a lot of filmmakers that have no-budget films. And I was so excited about this role. And this is what I'm going to, going to say again about Shatter with my wife supporting me. I drove two hours, and I was told there's no pay. And they said, thought, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. Forrest? You mentioned it earlier. I did it. I drove two hours, and I am not ashamed to tell anybody that it was no pay. But you know what? You have to be able, if you want to do something, and you're starting off, you got to make sacrifices. Mm -hmm. I really loved this part. I said, honey, it's no pay, but I'm, I, I, I want to do it. And she said, go for it. So I drove two hours, and got fed. And that was it. But, again, the best experience I ever had, and I'll do it again if it's something comes up that I really, really want to do. That's right. And if you, if you take the money you spent on gasoline and food and everything that, you, that you're not going to get back, you couldn't spend that money at an amusement park or a movie theater or anything and get the enjoyment that you got from it doing that role. And, and it all started with your podcast, which is... Interesting because yep. a lot of people, you know, how do you get into acting? How do you get into voiceover? How do you get into radio? There's there's no set route for any of this stuff. It, you know, you started with a podcast. You liked movies, and here you are actually in them. And, and it, I mean, isn't it cool? It, it's just. It is. You know, it is. It, you know, it's a cool I live thing. in Pennsylvania. I live in Pennsylvania. It's Lancaster County. It's like 60 miles from Philadelphia. And I'm in Dutch country, Amish. There's a lot of Amish in my area. I mean, the whole town's an Amish. But I tell people, you know, I drive for Home City Ice. I drive a uh, truck. I deliver ice um, to, like, these turkey hills and stuff. And and I tell people, oh, yeah, I just, uh, so what did you do this weekend, Scott? Oh, I went to Lewistown, Pennsylvania, or New York. I did a movie. I'm an actor in a movie. And to to get the the looks that you get, I'm sure I'm sure you you get it as well. Mm -hmm. They they think you're joking. It's like they, no, they do. I'm not kidding. I'm not. No. And the first question is oh, how much how much did you get paid? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the first yeah, question. Yeah. Always ask that. Yeah, or, and then once you say, get over that bump, yeah, you, know, you can explain <laughs> the passion because it is a passion. It is, and they say, well, then why are you delivering? Why are you driving truck for? Why are you delivering ice then? Because I like to eat. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like to eat. I enjoy heat in my house. <laughs> and until but the movies know, are paying, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
exactly. You know, and 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 now people are starting to understand. Now, I mean, they're like really excited. Like, oh, so when's this movie coming out? I said, I can't tell you that either because sometimes they can take two years. You know, yeah. even three. You know, it all depends on you know, a lot of things. But you know, I'm I, I'm not bragging. I'm just um, let let the listeners understand that. You know, if you are serious about being an actor or being a producer or you know, that's another thing too, you know, producer, you know, it's crazy um, how it's on a body of work, I guess, you know, being a podcaster and just reviewing movies and showing that passion, you know, keeping it real, you know, and sticking to your, what you believe in. And it goes a long way. It mm-hmm. really does because you never know. Um, you interview a director, you interview this person, and and all of a sudden it's like, hey, you know what? I have a part here. I like your voice. Would you be interested? Mm-hmm. And it's it's so. It's independent film industry is very hard. I mean, there's, you know, and, but it's it's easier. When I say this, people. I don't really think that it's that easy to get into a film, but you it, it, you have to start somewhere. And I made my mark in the underground horror world, as the people in California used to always tell me all the time. But you know, you just start somewhere, stay true to yourself, keep moving forward, and you'd be surprised at what can come your way if you're willing to be open-minded and not afraid to take a gamble. And just go for it. The open-minded That's, is the is the key. Being open-minded, um, you can you can almost talk to some people, and they you can tell they don't get it. Like when they start quizzing you, it's like you don't get it, and they they don't have dreams, and they think dreams are silly. And you know, I'm 48, yep. and I've got more dreams now than when I was 18. You know, when I was 18, I, I was going to become a carpenter, and and by God, that's what I did, carpentry all my life. And I still enjoy carpentry, but man, doing these movies, doing voiceover, writing commercials for radio, um, and then when you hear yourself on the radio, and like, that's my commercial. It, it's just awesome. <laughs> yeah. it, you know, it, it, it's, I, I feel more proud with my stuff on the radio than, um, you know, than any cabinet I've ever built or or any piece of wooden artwork I've ever made, you know? Uh, so I, I, I get it. And sometimes you can tell that people don't get it. And, um, you know, I hear your passion, and I love speaking with passionate people. That's what these podcasts are all about, talking. Uh, everybody I've talked to, everyone I've interviewed, and I think you're my 12th or 15th podcast, has, is passionate about what they do. And uh, it's exciting to be around passionate people because, uh, Lord knows it's easy enough to be around negative people who don't understand this film world and the independent film, and and you should be paid for your every minute of doing something. Sometimes the payment is the simple joy of doing it, and hopefully down the road, yes, some financial gain will come of it. Yep. Yep, you can't go into it thinking, I'm going to get rich. Because nope. you do, you ain't going nowhere. That's right. Uh, and, uh, you know, we've... You know, I think I'm on my fourth movie with with Gino McGehee, and you know he's a he's a hell of a scriptwriter, and uh, you know uh, 
we're in our fourth movie, and we're we're starting to see a little bit of return on them. But you know, it's a it's a hard. We're not doing it for that. So, and right. you're not acting for it. You don't do your podcasts. You do them for uh, because it's a passion. You know, I I so that's awesome. And it's interesting how you started with podcasts. Now you're doing movies. Five years from now, who the heck knows? <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, seriously. You know. But I would like to mention one thing before we end the interview. Yes. There is a, a guy by the name of Ray Wade, who um, is a producer and, uh, and an actor. Um, we talked before we went to New York to film Dakota. He has a film, two films that he's working on, um, Feeding the Fear. I'll be playing a character in that film. Um, that's coming out. They're going to start shooting that next year are in October. I'll go to Pittsburgh on that one. So, you know, it's, it's weird. You know, as you mentioned it, you did four films with Gino. And what you learn in this business is there is groups of people. Now, in this business, it's I help you, and then you help someone else. Yes. I mean, that's how it works in the independent industry. And that's how it boiled down. You know, Ray saw my performance in Dakota, and he written a part just for me for feeding on the fear. So I thank Ray Wade for you know for taking a chance and seeing me and giving me an opportunity to uh, you know be in this film. And then there's another another one called um, Midnight Carnival. It's going to be a pretty cool film. And uh, knock on wood, um, I got a spot down where I live, right down the road. Hopefully, we'll be able to. Um, I'm a producer for that one, so hopefully we can get that started a little bit longer down the road. But, you know, it's amazing. You know, you meet somebody and you never know. You never know. Respect goes a long way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I help you. You you need a hand. I'm there to help you, too. I'm sure a lot of our listeners out there who, uh, you know, if they want to connect with you, they can go to uh, your websites, which will be posted on this podcast. on this podcast page. Yeah. So if you do want to hire Scott for some voiceover or for some acting, you can certainly contact him uh, through one of the links that will be on this page. And why don't you throw some of those links out before we go, Scott? Yeah, no problem. Interviews is uh, um, scottgeider.net. Um, the podcast, again, is gruesomehurtsogpodcast.us. Personal website, scottgeider.us. And there is a new podcast, I forgot to mention, if you don't mind, there's a new podcast that I started. Um, we did one interview. It's called Straight Talk. Uh, excuse me, StraightTalkRadio.net. It's with my co-host Melissa Nicholas, which she also has her own podcast called Dark AfterthoughtsRadio.net. That's a very new podcast that we're starting. So anybody out there, like actors or anybody who's listening, if you want to be a guest, um, I don't want. To your podcast, but no, no, nope, we're not stealing. My podcast, we're sharing. We're not stealing, right? We share. That's what this is about: networking. <laughs> Thank so. you. But if you're interested in contacting me, you can go to uh, Straight Talk Radio at Gmail dot com. That's one t dot com, and feel free to even contact me on Facebook if you want to be a guest. Or I'm always I'm open to promote as well as with. Uh, Forrest does, you know, and uh, that's it, you know, and uh, 
I really appreciate you being on the night. Um, I appreciate you're a great guy, a great friend, and uh, who knows? We might work together sometime. I would love that. And uh, thank so. you for joining us tonight, Scott. Scott Geider, uh, actor, podcaster, um, gentleman. <laughs> you're all of that. <laughs> all right, Scott. Well, thanks. We'll be talking to you and... and We've got to, we'll have all the links up, so if you, the listener, want to talk to Scott, uh, you can certainly do that. Actors um, want to contact him and be interviewed on his podcast. Of course, contact me also. Uh, we do all these interviews. Uh, we're two guys who like to promote. So thanks for tuning in to this podcast. Thank you, Scott, for being here. Thank you very much. And uh, we will talk to you again about movies, entertainment, books, and all of that stuff on the podcast. I am Forrest Day. Thanks for listening.